Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we're going to do something a little different. We are going to be doing a movie review. Um, all of us here have seen a movie that's been hyped. It's been all the hype, at least for me, in my opinion. <laughs> um, uh, been hyped, been a long time coming, and that is... Ghostbusters Afterlife. Folks, we're dancing. Who you gonna call? Now, I do want somebody else. I do want to throw this out there that this is gonna be heavily spoiled. Oh yes. So I want to do a quick right now. Give me a number, and would you recommend people to go see it, Gavin? Uh yes, I would say definitely eight out of ten. I enjoyed it, and a whole lot of it. Based on nostalgia, too. Nice. Tony? I'm going 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I would highly recommend it. Now, we'll get into the reasons yeah. why in a, in a bit, but... Uh, and I'm also... I'm going to give it like an 8.5 out of 10. It was a really good movie. I highly recommend any, uh, you go and see it. Um, yeah, great. Um, so I want to get that out of the way, because starting from now, we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So if you haven't seen it, stop, go see it, <laughs> then come back. Stop at minute one minute eighteen seconds of that <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Turn back now, because <laughs> we're I'm warning. Like we're still, if people comment on our stuff, we're still going to get people like you spoiled the movie. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> we told you. We clearly said spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler for the end of Back to the Future. Yes. <laughs> And All right. If so, we do this again, I'm going to make like a little um, non-copyrighted alarm sound. Like this is happening. Like, warning. Yeah. Warning. <laughs> danger. Will rob us yeah. Danger. <laughs> I do a little research to make sure some schmuck in Oklahoma doesn't own the rights to loud noise. <laughs> loud noise. <laughs> you got to get a free copy of the of the sound when they shut down the the safety grid, and in in the oh, the yeah. ecto unit. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd probably has that right. Like, <laughs> Probably. I'm not going to war with him. <laughs> Do not shut it down. <laughs> Dickless over here. <laughs> Is, Is that true? true? Yes. Yes, he has no dick. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so on to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Patrick, you saw it last week. Yes. You saw it on opening weekend. Uh, Gavin and I just saw it the other day, the other night. Uh, thoughts, feelings? Um... I thought it was overall it was a fantastic movie. There were just enough callbacks to the ones to the originals to get that nostalgia. Yeah, it was the title Ghostbusters, so my nostalgia was already at like a four. But there were just enough callbacks to give it like to a seven. But it didn't overpower the movie. They weren't doing it just for the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't a movie. It was just based off of uh, hey, remember when stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I thought Paul Rudd did a fantastic job. That mm-hmm. he. Like I said before, you guys. As he saw often the, does. Yeah, but <laughs> like I told you before, you guys went and saw the movie. He's not Ant Man in this movie. Yeah, he's put on a little weight and he's a little bit more quirkier. He's got dad yep. bod. Yeah, yep. But he rocked it. He rocked it hard. I did. Sexiest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Time Magazine. That yeah. was the time of life. Uh, people. 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 Well, people. We got that one wrong. <laughs> people helping people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mister Gavin? What do you think? Um. Well, Patrick, you can join us in a sad moment. Uh, Becky never watched the first one. Uh, yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> She's on my Facebook. I'm sending her a message. <laughs> 
So, uh, but she is now interested and wants to see the first one. So she's doing it ass backwards, but at least she's doing it exactly. It It might actually be kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah, Mm. kind of see it like you've seen where it ends. Now you can see where it it began. Yeah, Yeah. I have the 30th edition Blu-ray. If you would like to buy it, buy it. Uh, Borrow. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think I work in finance? (laughs) Oh wait. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> but no, I, um, I I really enjoyed it. You know, for a lot of the same parts that that Patrick did with the nostalgia aspect of it coming back, and that um, you know, it kind of they they made Egon kind of seem like throughout the movie mm. like a, like just a huge dick. Yep. Which I mean, to be honest, his character in the you know two originals. He kind of was a dick. He, yeah, you know, he was, he he was, was like emotionless. Sheldon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he, he was didn't emotionless. want to be a dick. He right. just came out that way. He was just that intellectual, you know, yeah. next level. And and, and the, the granddaughter actually points that out. Yep. Um, she's like, I just don't process human emotions like most people do. Right. Yeah. She's like, oh, it skis me out. It's just <laughs> inside. I'm throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, I think they did they did a good job of bringing in that nostalgia and then making their own part of mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, and uh, even I, I don't know if you caught this, but um, the uh, uh, actor that played Gozer is uh, Olivia Wilde. No, yeah, was that Olivia Wilde? It was it wasn't her voice? I thought but... it was the girl that played Ray. No, no, that was Olivia Wilde. Oh, okay. Because that's what I was asking him about. I, yeah. said, I was like, I can't remember who Gavin said it was. I was like, but I had no idea. And then he said it was Olivia Wilde. If you go in there. She's technically okay. uncredited because um, she used a body double sometimes. But when she's walking out of the temple, that's Olivia Wilde. Okay. And they did a voiceover for her. Well, yeah, they had to make her sound like old Gozer. Yeah. Um, and there's an actress. I've seen her in a few things. And I, she's from Iran, and I cannot pronounce her name. But she has a very deep... Um, like scratchy voice a little bit she does a lot of those like voices mm-hmm. and I recognize that one and then my friends are like is that Olivia Wilde I was like no oh yes it is did you see who Ivo Shanindor was yes okay see and I didn't catch that at first I was like I didn't realize that was him well because you know he didn't say state farm yeah <laughs> <laughs> no farmers or, 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 oh, farmers yeah farmers and, and he wasn't condemning Peter Parker That's what I was say. he wasn't yelling up Parker Parker <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, folks he at had, home, it, it was J.K. Simmons. Yes. <laughs> he had one line. Yeah. And then the... Which I loved. I, because all three movies are like Evo Shenandor. He did this to the apartment building. He did this to the mine. He did this, this, and this. And then he wakes up. He's like, I did this so we could rule together. She rips him in half. And like, we are done with you. We are not talking about you. <laughs> You're a good plot point, but no speaking. No, no, no. no. Yes. Shush. Yes. You are were a you god. <laughs> oh my god. She didn't even say that in this movie. Uh, yes, no, she did. Oh, did? That's right. Oh, uh, when the granddaughter walked up. That was one of the best no, parts. No, it was when they showed up, when Ray and Peter showed up. And they're standing there. He's like, did you miss us? And she's and he goes through a speech that he said in the original movie. He's like, goes to the Gozerian. He's like, we command you to, like... You know, go to the next Hyde part. Park and uh, <laughs> on the on the People's oh. Union of whatever <laughs> or whatever nearest parallel dimension to yeah. possible. And she's like, "Are you a god?" And then they stand they're there like, and they're like, "Come, come on, Ray." You oh, know yeah, this. that's right. <laughs> right. He's like, "Come on, Ray." Seriously, <laughs> he's like, "Yes." <laughs> I remember that now. Yes. Are you a god, <laughs> Ray? Someone asks you if you're a god, you say <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> uh, man, so. What about you? Ah, uh, there is so much. To you say. gave it a ten out of ten, so I kind of want to hear okay, this. Okay, so number one, you've already brought up a couple of things: the nostalgia portion of it all. We all know I'm a massive Ghostbuster fan to begin with. 
Made my own proton packs. Very proud. I almost showed up to the theater in full uniform, but I was like, oh, fun fact, the local Ghostbusters community did to my theater when I went to I remember you showed that picture there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Had their own Ecto-1. Yeah. And actually, my friend from high school, who I said does that, she lives in Hernando County. I didn't expect her to see her in Pinellas Park, but I'm leaving, and she's like, Patrick Wall? I was like, no, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get very nervous when I'm caught off guard. I was like, who is... Oh, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's like just, I mean, number one, just bringing all all the old characters. The fact that they were able to get Murray to sign on, because that was the biggest thing of getting yeah. the third movie done of, in the canon. I'm not talking about mm. the stupid reboots that they do. Um, but just making it, making a, a, a solid continuation. Mm. Very few times there have been movies where they try to continue it on from many years later, and it just doesn't hold up. I think this held up very well. It met yeah. the timeline. Um, unfortunately... R.I.P. Harold Ramis, but you know they did added that into a good story mm -hmm. to make him part right. of it. You still get to kind of see him. And in I think the CGI they did really way. well with the CGI Harold Ramis. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. they kept it because they kept it like like a ghost. Yeah, you yeah. Know? so they could get you. Well, kind I love through like most of the movie, he was the lamp in the basement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> just shining. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like how the granddaughter's like, "How did you make something this small?" And the light just shines through a wall of like degrees and awards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's like, "Oh yeah, you're a genius." Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but I mean, not just that, but just bringing back all the original stuff. Um, the callbacks are wonderful. Uh, but again, like I said, getting Bill Murray involved having the three of them show up at the end. Mm. It's just like, it's kind of like one of those moments. I'm not, I know a lot of people won't agree with me on this, but kind of like at Endgame, where he's like, cap on your left, like uh, when everything's defeated. Mm. Like, that to was me, the greatest scene in Endgame. Yes. Well, yeah. But to me, that was kind of like my, I didn't yell and scream uh, out, but to me, that was kind of that moment. Mm. Like, I I heard they were coming back, but you didn't know exactly when. You kind of got teased in it in the commercial for mm -hmm. it, but... Just to kind of see that. In the Bill Murray got it. teased. Um, so when the granddaughter um, is making the phone call from the cop station and she calls the red phone in the bookstore. Yeah, that's Dan Aykroyd. What? That's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, but yeah. in the trailer, it's mm. Bill Murray's voice. So they swapped that. Was it? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that, but I mean. Uh, but yeah, just bringing him into it, uh, giving it a good storyline, uh, going back to Gozer. Mm. You know, because, I mean, really, I would personally say, aside from the bookstore and Raise a Cult, that was really the only callback to the second movie. Yeah. There really wasn't a lot of talk, and I think that probably had something to do with, like, Bill Murray saying, hey, if we're going to do this, because he didn't really like the second movie at all. So, mm. I would well, assume he did. probably said, we don't want to talk about the second movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Raise Even Cult, Oscar had... wasn't even in this movie. Yeah, they didn't even yeah the baby. Right. The, baby, the whole reason for the second movie, was. pretty much. <laughs> And she, yeah, didn't show up till the, the very end. Yeah, she was in the post credit scene. Yep. That was hilarious, by the yes, way. Yes, it was. <laughs> did you mark the cards? No. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes I did. Oh. Actually, I only used to ever shock the guys. You would. <laughs> <laughs> but I think also just having the right amount of... It was a nice little pass the torch. Mm -hmm. um, I think they picked a really good kid to play the granddaughter, Phoebe. Yeah. Um, and looks, the, looks like Egon. I yeah, mean, she yeah. looked like um, the kid for Stranger Things did a really good job too. Yeah, oh yeah, they it. everybody did wonderful. But just I think with that character because she plays the quirky weird like Egon did, mm -hmm. and I was a big fan of those those jokes she told, especially oh yeah, the one where he's asked for a joke and she's like, "Why does nobody trust Adams?" Because <laughs> they make up everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, Best joke from the movie. <laughs> what does a cigarette and a hamster have in common? <laughs> Oh, I remember that. <laughs> They're really good until you put them in your mouth and light them on fire. Yes. 
was in a grasshopper walks into a bar. The bartender says, "We got a drink named after you." And the grasshopper says, "You have a drink named Steve." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. I love the they did kind of advance it, so they have the old equipment. Mm-hmm. They have all the old school stuff, um, but then they have some new features to it because mm-hmm. some of the stuff I I could actually see that they took from the cartoon that they did. Yeah, the like the the gunner seat. The gunner seat. Yeah, uh, a couple of the ghosts that were in this are yeah. actually from the cartoon, like the one with the eye in the middle, the big uh, okay. eye in the middle. Oh yeah, um, that's actually from the old cartoon, the real Ghostbusters yeah. cartoon. Um, the one where Egon was actually like tall with blonde hair. And, yeah, you know, they, they make um, they made Harold Ramis attractive for the cartoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but just all that stuff, so adding some equipment, the, the new little radio control trap. Mm. Um, so they added some new things to kind of give it that feel of, hey, this is a new generation, mm. but still kept it true to the original stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and what I loved about it, when the guys show up at the end, when they have a big standoff with Gozer, and when they when they pull on their Neutrona wands and turn them on, they're like, God, I love that sound. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Every time you heard that in the movie, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I will have to say that Paul Rudd's character throughout the whole movie is every every piece that he gets, I could just see you, like, right there. Like, it was, I, it was like I was watching a movie of you, like, when he finally gets the, the trap. He was like, oh, cool replica. Yeah, you, oh, you guys never watched Ghostbusters? And then, and then he, like, sees the little bit of ghost come out, and he drops it. He's like, this is real? <laughs> <laughs> like, his, li- his eyes lit up just like I saw yours yeah. lit up. <laughs> It was that fun. Yeah. yeah. It was that fun. Him explaining, like, pulling him up on on, right. uh, like, on the internet. He's like, what is wrong with New you? New York City in 1984 was like The Walking Dead. Right. He's yeah. like, did Paris didn't tell you anything about this? It's like, so that was kind of like me saying, you haven't seen that? You haven't heard about it? Uh, but, I mean, all that. And then, again, they made Gozer look very Gozery. Yep. Uh, if you watch the scene in the temple in, Evor, in Shandor Mines, and it's actually that temple, it's like a beautiful version of... The New York City version in 1984. It's basically... Like, you could tell they really paid attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that goes... A lot of the homage goes to, number one, Dan Erkor being a part of the writing, because he wrote the first one. Him and Harold Ramis. Him and Harold Ramis. And Ivan Reitman. They were all involved in the writing. Uh, But mainly, him and Harold Ramis. Um, But then having Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman, directing this, Mm -hmm. and kind of... And Dan Erkor was a producer on it, too. So, having the original, you know... Uh, senses and visions yeah. and, and input to it I think was really what really tied it all together um, hilarious little things the little mini Stay Puff Marshmallow Man oh, I mean my as Jesus. cute as they were hilarious too that I was... love the, the one in the blender yeah. and then it gets like smeared again, and then the face still shows up it's yeah. like ha <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because the other two are out there fighting yeah. and they've got him on and he's like flying like Ha! And then he hits puree, and you see. Yeah. <laughs> or the ones where they turn on the grill and they like oh skewering God. one of them, trying to. The other one's just walking across, like. Ah, it just yeah, like, like he's melting like he's into walking it. in lava or something. <laughs> I also like Walmart has active grills, like fully propane. Right. <laughs> well, do they all have devil dogs either that show up? Well, I mean, it's a, yes. It's a movie, Patrick. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's the little gripe. I, I, made, I, also I mean, made it was the... hilarious, and I'm glad that's there, but that's poor safety. Yeah. You're an OSHA representative. Well, no, no, I'm not an OSHA representative, I'm just an authorized trainer. Yeah. OSHA can tell, pull my license if I say something that, like that. That was the thing I was, I was uh, comment I made to him. I was like, yes, this is 
the whole movie, they were like, this is a small town, and you just see them, you know, that one scene where they go down Main Street, and it takes them eight seconds. Yeah. But yet, the Walmart is bigger than the freaking town. Yeah. It's like, that's every small town in America. Yeah, but that thing was like 45 minutes away in the middle <laughs> yeah, of well, some yeah. farmland. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's... It, they, <laughs> it probably had a Dollar General next to it. <laughs> and a family dollar and across the street. Family or a dollar, dollar tree. A Dollar Tree. <laughs> And a subway. There's always a subway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that was a super Walmart, so subway was in the Walmart. Yeah, it was yes. in the Walmart. Yeah, yes, next yes. to the Starbucks. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> well played. Well played. Good job, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, I mean, just for me, it was just going back. I think I said it to Gavin because we went and we're watching it and, uh, you know, the movie actually starts coming on, not the commercial. I saw all mm. the previews and I'm like, I've been waiting 32 years for this moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it was worth every moment. Um, it was a really good movie. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think they kept it again true, but added enough new stuff. Um, good passing of the torch. You can mm. tell they at the very end credit scene. You see the red light blinking in the firehouse yep. on the old. So, um, and I read that they are planning on Tizan trying to make. Hey, this is the next generation. Winston kept the fire. You know, the firehouse. Yeah. He's rebuilt. You know, mm. gonna have the car fixed up. But didn't um, Dana Aykroyd's character say the firehouse was a Starbucks now? Yeah, I think, it's, and that was, I read something about that where they're like, it kind of negates everything he said. Yeah. But I think maybe he was just saying it just to say it. I think they, I don't think that was actually supposed to be like. It was like conjecture, like, like it's probably a Starbucks now. Yeah. They just didn't say probably. Yeah, because at that point they'd been all so far away from each know, other. The, the, yeah. yeah, the project yeah. and everything that, you know, they go through. But, you know, good bringing back everybody. Um just, I mean, I, I can't say enough about it. It was just, yeah. it was really good. Writing solid. You could tell, you you had the feeling that it was the original. Well, every time they turned on that proton pack and you heard that wind up, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the Ghostbusters movie. Yep. <laughs> and they had good, you know, overall, the, all the other characters. Like I said, the, mm. the granddaughter played a really mm-hmm. I loved her role. best friend podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. I podcast. thought he was amazing. I yeah, really he did. was he was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just recording literally everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do this for two hours once a week. He's doing it nine to five Monday through Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but in all fairness, he's in school. He doesn't have a job. So, That's you true. Know, yeah, you know, yeah. If I didn't have a job, I could probably do this more. Exactly. Too. Yeah. If we had more listeners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> subscribe now. <laughs> yeah, right? Like and subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> But they had a good, I like the ending too, they had a good little emotional thing, mm-hmm. you know, because the mother throughout the movie thought that he didn't give a shit about her, mm-hmm. or that he just mm-hmm. left, and the whole point is, he left everybody to try to save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, so I, I, I thought that was good, and then they give a nice goodbye, she gets to hug him, little girl's crying, um, yeah, sadness, I made you sad now. <laughs> And then the kid coming out of the, the ecto covered in oh, marshmallow, yeah. just like at the end of the yeah. first one. And then right, you, my friend. <laughs> May have like been part of one of the greatest cross riffs. Yeah. I love it when they're in the mine and she's like, virgin. He's like, so? And the granddaughter's like, well, statistically, most 15-year-olds are. She's like, shut up. Yeah. She's like, you 15? You said you were 17. He's like, yeah. I'll, I'll be 16 in February. It's June. June. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that little girl, though, she had some spunk and fire to her because when they get arrested after they've chasing the ghost, yeah, she was going to set the damn sheriff on fire. Yeah. He calls her. He calls her grandfather a quack. She grabs that neutrona wand and powers that bitch up. She's about ready to burn him. Say what? One more time. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> oh man, I should have shot the sheriff in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fuck you do that? Why didn't me or that gun went off? Yeah, I mean, it just happened. <laughs> but the other the other cool thing about the uh, just talking about the like the director being the son of the original mm-hmm. director, Jason Reitman being the son of Ivan Reitman, bringing back the original cast, Dan Aykroyd being part of the right you know writing it or being part of the writing process. Um, but the Jason Reitman was talking about. I've told, I think I've told both of you this already, but I'll tell the listeners, um, the one uh, about it. So there's, I I wish I I would have looked it up, but there's a term for the type of special effect, like not animatronic, but the puppetry and certain Mm -hmm. things. And they did an interview with Ivan and the son and he actually kept, so it wasn't like all CGI stuff. Yeah. Like when the still frame portions of it were moving, he went and wanted to keep all those effects Mm -hmm. the way they used to be. Just to make it more realistic. And I can't remember. It's it's a style of effect or, or it's a term for it. It's not animatronic. It's not puppetry. Um, but there is a term. Unfortunately, I don't know, remember what that is. Anima puppet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just make up one. But whatever that style of effect is or special effects or maybe just style of doing it, mm-hmm. um, he kept that true. So it seemed like they really put their... Their minds to Everything it. I can find is more of a generalized term that they're using a lot more practical effects than CGI. Practical. Oh, that's the word that's you're looking for? That's the term I'm looking for. Okay. Practical effects. Okay. <laughs> we found it. Yeah, so it's not CGI. I mean, part of the stuff, there was probably some CGI stuff well, yeah. in there. But he, like, with the devil dogs, mm-hmm. you know, the gozer dogs, um, you know, it was awesome. You know, the, he kept it true to that. And you could tell. Like, you looked mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I'm watching, like, the original one. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Uh, but I like that they brought all that back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, again, uh, I, I also liked how they had it set up. Where at the beginning, he, you know, you find out the the farm was a big trap or a mm. bunch of traps, mm. but how on all those spirits or, or that materialization was trying to come up through it, and as soon as it got triggered, mm. all the protons started shooting to keep it back down. Yep. Oh, if you yeah. remember that, they were In all the like, mind. just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of like that they made Gozer a little bit smarter on this one because when they tried to, they just cross the streams right away and right. she fucking uncrosses yep. the bitches. Sight, sight. <laughs> now, I remember this yeah. one. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> There's the spoon. <laughs> and Bill Murray just going on his rants about the oh. two of them. He's like, yeah. you know, we could have been good together. Could have been a power couple, honey. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then Winston finally tries to hit her. And then she just wa- yeah. just swaps it away. He's like, "All right, good try." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say something a little bit controversial. I know it will be to you. I don't know how you're gonna feel about it, but I think the final battle with Gozer and everyone, mm-hmm. it wasn't anticlimactic. It just wasn't as fun as the scene where they're chasing the cor- uh, the ghost through downtown, like Main Street. Yeah, with the, she has the proton pack. She's like swinging out, and they're oh, like, yeah. destroying half of it. <laughs> He's like power sliding, hitting the e brake, taking these drifting turns. Like, go on, this is awesome. But I, the final battle just wasn't as fun as that. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Okay. The the pinnacle of the movie for me was when they just kids like learning how to use this stuff and driving around downtown. I thought that was fantastic. Well, you kind of compare it to in the original movie. I would say like the end scene, even though it was had its funny. It was it very mimicked the original movie so like the fun scene in the original movie was when they're in the hotel the first ghost they catch mm, yeah you know chasing it around and going mm-hmm. in the ballroom like and that completely was, destroying the ballroom yeah, everything. <laughs> so if you really think of it that way it's like that was kind of like very similar to that I mean without the car chase yeah and then the ending really wasn't all that it wasn't as entertaining as the earlier yeah. stuff or, or um, 
excited. Yeah. You know. Don't get me wrong, I love the ending. I thought it was really great what they did. Like instead of shooting Gozer, the kid shot the um the Tesla tank so right. it powered up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so they trapped everyone. They trapped the swirling vortex of doom into like three hundred <laughs> traps along swirling with swirling vortex of doom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> along with an actual Sumerian god. <laughs> But my favorite part of the movie is the downtown chase scenes where they're chasing mm-hmm. Chomper, I think they called him? Muncher. Muncher. Muncher, Muncher. Yes. yep. And, uh, but to that point, though, another thing I did like, well, what I did like about the ending is not just Gozer, like, uncrossing those streams, but then when the one girl first kicks out of the house, when the, the uh, when Phoebe's holding the trap and Gozer mm-hmm. shows up and she busts out and she's just, like, trying to catch her her mm-hmm. gozer her and goes just like wrapping her arms around that stream and fucking yanks yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I'd be like this thing doesn't work like it used to man we gotta at least these protons are old man. <laughs> well doesn't he say in like the second one they're like asking how long they'll laugh he's like they have a half life of about a million years <laughs> that was actually in the yeah yeah it was the second one in the courthouse he's mm-hmm. like I wonder yeah. if this stuff still works he's like they should. He's like, the, the power cells have a half-life of like 500,000 years yeah. or something like that. It's but, like, oh. But when they're in the hotel in the original movie, I love the Bill Murray standoff with, with Slimer. And he's sitting down there and he's like, I see it, Ray. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting, isn't it? I think he can hear you, Ray. <laughs> he's like, ah! I will say my one and only gripe about this movie, no Slimer. Well, well that's kind of what Muncher was. Yeah, Muncher was yeah, I know, but supposed to be slimer. there. Yeah. I know. But... Well, he had to save them at the end by <laughs> oh, biting that's, the bars. Okay, fine. That's an actual gripe. So if you let out the ghost <laughs> and he could fly through ceilings and walls and shit, why did he have to eat the bars? Because he wanted to. Yeah, but why didn't he eat anything else? He didn't stick around. He, just... he can't fly through metal. Do he we know fly... that? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that canon? Did I miss one sentence? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, what... <laughs> Well, and then all of a sudden he can just turn around and spit out like a freaking minigun. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he chomps his own bullets. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. Also, there's probably rebar in the ceiling. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> it's just all drywall. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's held together by tape and hope. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of hope left in that town. That's just yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, like when they're uh, when they're they they have the ghost trap the the first one and. Uh, Paul Rudd's character is like, they're hooking it up to the car. He's like, here, here, don't forget your uh, safety. Safety goggles. Like, what, a quarter of an inch of plastic is going to be... And then it blows out all the windows in the bus. (laughs) Uh, That was good stuff, though, man. But, yeah, I just... uh, Everybody's everybody's character worked with everybody else, Mm -hmm. I think. Or they worked off of each other very well. You know, you had the, the quirky teenage... Grandson, the very off-kempt granddaughter, uh, the mother that's just kind of odd. You know, she's yeah. just like, like, don't don't be yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the rude mom. Yeah, the she's one like, weird friend in school that the weird grandchild is, can make friends with. Yep, yep. You know, you get the other girl that's the love interest of the of the kid who's just a sarcastic little bitch, and yeah. he's like all nervous, and she basically. If they get together, she's going to be wearing the pants. Way to go, Casanova. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to wait a few years before they make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Canonically, he's 15. Yeah. Well, well I, I start nudging uh, nudging Tony in the theater. I'm like, what's Eleven going to think? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <Yeah. laughs> 
comes up and just psych pushes her against the wall. <laughs> We're sorry. Just sorry. I didn't know he was just 15. <laughs> now imagine that for a plot twist. She shows up oh, and helps him take out God. Gozer. She's the new Gozer. Yeah. That's the plot twist. Oh. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. No yeah. pun intended. Stranger things will happen. Yes. Right and call us. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, going back a little bit to... What we're talking about afterlife, you know, obviously spoiled a lot of shit for people. Well, so far, yeah. But interesting fun fact about the original movies and uh, Dan Aykroyd, the reason why he got the idea to do that, to do Ghostbusters. Originally. Yeah, it wasn't like his grandfather uh, during the Dust Bowl and he just got super bored. So his grandfather would buy all these like supernatural books. And well, his grandfather be- was, and not, not an occultist, but hmm. his grandfather was a, super, a heavy supernatural believer. Enthusiast. Not enthusiast. Like he was a... Uh, he would actually teach stuff. He would oh. debunk certain things, but he would also prove certain things. Hmm. Like he was a real parapsychologist or you know paranormal investigator. And he was another thing I can't again another term I can't remember, but it was a, a practice he used to do um, where he would go through and explain to people about the afterlife and next things. And he believed all this stuff. So Dan Aykroyd grew up around that, and he always thought it was super interesting. And he's like, "What if?" You have this group of scientists that, you know, decide that they want to get involved in the paranormal. Fun fact, in the original draft of Ghostbusters, it took place in a different dimension. Well, they crossed dimensions. Well, Dan, the interview I um, I watched with Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, they're like, no, it was supposed to be in a new dimension. And then we thought, what about Manhattan? Yeah. That's basically another dimension. <laughs> well, it was going to start off where somebody got taken over into a cross rift. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to have to cross into another dimension to fight off. And actually, it really also wasn't a a proton pack or anything. It was just the wand. It was just supposed to be like Neutrona wands. Um, And then they said between production and rewrites and some, you know, I think one of the prop designers, set designers, somebody involved in it said, hey, let's make this a little more interesting. A little more bulky. Yeah. hmm. So they made those and, uh, you know, it it evolved a lot. It changed a bunch of times. Well, originally Hmm. it was written for John Belushi and Eddie Murphy also. Like, Bill Murray wasn't... Like, Bill Murray's character was the John Belushi character. Because he oh. was, like... He was a big, you know, funny guy. Yeah. So, that's why Bill Murray had all the, the best lines. I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know Eddie Murphy was supposed to be in there. Well, yeah. they were all from Saturday Night Live. Well, and Eddie Murphy couldn't do it because... Them. 1984, we tied that episode, Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, he was doing... He was contracted to, to continue shooting Beverly Hills. And he couldn't work around it. He wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I think at the time... If I remember for the record, I think he made a good choice. Beverly Hills Cop is a dope. Oh, movie. Yeah. yes, <laughs> and I think Ernie Hudson filled that role. Oh yeah, perfectly. he did a great yeah. job. Because if you really think about the Ernie Hudson character, Winston Zedmore, isn't I mean he's he's got some lines and some of them are funny, but he's not like a, a showstopper. Whereas like if you see Eddie Murphy, I think mm. it would have kind of been like Jack. Well, Nicholson see, I think Joker Eddie Murphy would yeah. I think Eddie Murphy would have played. Um, Bill Murray's role. Because I could see him like sitting there trying to explain stuff. He's got a cigarette hanging out. He's like, shut the fuck up. Let me explain this. Well, that's why John Belushi was supposed to play the Bill Murray character. I thought he was Dan Dan Aykroyd. That's my apologies. So I could picture Eddie Murphy playing Dan Aykroyd. Like explaining stuff. uh, Working on the car. He's got a cigarette half out of his mouth. And he gets shocked at everything. (laughs) And then um, uh, Dan Aykroyd could have been the Winston Zeddemore. (laughs) I think the way it turned out was just fun. Oh, it was fantastic. But if we're adding Eddie Murphy into the mix, we got to do some recasting. <laughs> well, I didn't add him. That was Dan Aykroyd adding him. <laughs> right. It was supposed to be Winston. Uh, but And I can't remember... Oh, no, Harold Ramis was already involved because he was writing it with him. So mm. that character was for them. But yeah, for those other two roles, it was originally written for John Belushi and Eddie Murphy. And unfortunately, John Belushi 
went the way he did, and then Eddie Murphy was contracted already um, for you know other movies. Uh, so, but again, I think it worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Their chemistry came together great. Absolutely. The original and this new one. Yeah, just the way the new one came out. You know, everybody worked <coughs> together again, and, and <coughs> Paul Rudd just being the quirky Paul Rudd. Just being that he Paul is. Rudd. Yep. When he he wakes up as you know as they finally the kill Gozer. And he's he's like, why is my head bleeding? And she's like, well, you did headbutt a part bench chasing us. <laughs> he goes, oh yeah. yeah. And then there was that one thing out in the desert where we were like, she was like, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Well, a, that kids. was like one of the, another good scene in the movie is where like the key master and the gatekeeper finally meet. She's walking up to him. And Paul Rudd's got a flower in his yeah. head. He's, he's just laying there, he's like just hello. Strutting out. Yeah, and then she's walking up and she goes like this. I was like, what is about to happen? And then she turns into that gold dress. I was right. like. Did not see that coming. <laughs> that was dope. They're right. about the... Aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> plot twist. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Well, Surprise. The funny thing about the way Paul Rudd looked in that scene, if you go back, he walked and had body mannerisms very much like Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I, I think so. If you go back and watch the original one and watch that scene... And his scene, clothing looked like yes. as, as tattered and tore up yep. as Rick Moranis Because he had the same hair, but just the way he gets up and kind of... St- Struts over to it. I was like, "Holy shit, they really did this well!" Like, he's yeah, mimicking. I, I would put money on the fact that he went back, watched that movie, and said, "Hey, if I'm going to do this, let's do this right." Which another funny line in there after the mom gets released after they trap the one devil dog and she gets back to normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, "What happened?" She's like, and then the little podcast kid. He's like, and then you got kind of humpy. Well, like before that, they're like, well, they have to get come together and get ready. Like, what do we think is going to happen? Third base, at least. Yeah, <laughs> go mom. Go mom yeah. <laughs> you got a little humpy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you got a little humpy. <laughs> Oh, just bringing out the Zools. There is no mom. But that was so, like, the the mom with the greatest strut in movie history. Just walking up into the sun. Goosh! Yeah. <laughs> like, this this is a PG movie. What am I about to see? Right. Like, I'm, I'm hoping for what I'm going to see, but what am I going to see? <laughs> yes. Exactly. There are children behind me. They can't see what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what's that? <laughs> Good directing, son. Yep. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that I... Well, I mean, we could talk about this a little bit more in depth in a little bit, but the only thing that I would say that I wanted to see, Flamer. that it no, that I didn't get to see, was Paul Rudd being as excited as he was. Like he was like one, he knew all about the Ghostbusters. He was all excited about the stuff. You never got to see him don the pack. Or yeah. Shoot it. Uh, yeah. And to be fair, yeah. we did get to see Rick Moranis do it in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he did. I'm a Ghostbuster. <laughs> yeah. I did it. I did. And Slimer is the one that drives him to yep. the uh, yep. to the On museum. The yeah. yeah, I did like the throwback to the zombie in the cafe is the cab driver from the first one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> did um, you catch the Easter egg when they first go into the house and they're starting to tour? It's an early in the. I saw like in, in his house. Yeah, in, like, I saw the, the symmetrical book stacking. No right person stacks books that way. <laughs> yeah, right. In the corner, it's just like, and if you notice when the quake was going on, they don't fall. No, yeah, they don't Everything move. else did. Yeah, that did it. Because they were symmetrical. It was good book stacking. <laughs> good <laughs> no, old Egon. No. And then, and when she goes down there, she has all the spores, mold, mold and fungus. Because mm. remember, in the first one, she's like, "Do you have any hobbies?" And he's like, "I collect spores, molds, and fungus." Yeah, <laughs> there's a bunch of them in Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I did like it when the mom went down there and it was kind of a tender moment. Like, he's been keeping tabs on her. her yeah, life. all her pictures on yeah. the wall and stuff. Yeah. It's almost like he wanted to say, I wish I could have been there, but this is the best I can do. Because, you know, giant devil god that I had to control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's kind of a 
mind shaft. World yeah. ending event. Yeah, yeah there's a god of a vortex of doom. Like, it, it, there's a lot. You know, it, Happy so, birthday. Ipso facto, I'm your boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing I like too, and it was kind of a callback, but it's subtle, is when they're driving to the farmhouse and you see that revelation or that, that psalm or whatever you want to call Revelations it. Revelations 25, 16 or something it, like that. It's the one that Ray was telling Winston Six in the original movie when they're mm-hmm. driving in the car near the end. He's like, you ever wonder what's really going on here? He's like, you know, dead resident, you know, and then he goes and he speaks that. Yeah, he says the verse. And you even, uh, when he answers the phone, it's yeah, even it's on tattooed his on his on his forearm. Yeah. Yep. It was, um, I, I think it was tattooed on Bill Murray's arm, too. Like, I think all of them had it at that point. Did they? Yeah. Okay. I may have missed that one, but it was... There was well, I, I remember definitely on. seeing it on Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Well. Yeah, his was a little more obvious to do because it was like I think that's why they did that yeah to, you know have a- well because you know Eon had it wrote out there on the on the way into the farm mm-hmm. I just love how everyone called him the dirt farmer yeah the yeah. dirt farmer <laughs> because they had the whole barn that just said dirt yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the dirt farmer <laughs> what I loved about that farm is there was a big old like bend in the middle of it and then he just kind of put a brace on it like that's fine that's how barns right. look yeah well he wasn't really that into repair yeah on uh, yeah. uh, that place at least he was more worried about the underground stuff and you know trying to save the world i got got a leaky roof i, I got gozer in the back yeah, of the yeah. that's gonna have to wait yeah. I, what yeah. what are you doing don't worry about it the, the neutrona ones are going off again that means the stuff's <laughs> bubbling to the top again. You know, I'm to the keep... death vortex is trying to erupt <laughs> like i have to stop this i have to go i have to go walk my dog <laughs> and by dog i mean the devil dog <laughs> My old neighbor Rick Moranis. <laughs> he gets itchy when I don't take him out for a walk. Okay, yes. who brought the dog? <laughs> oh, and they had the hat too. When oh yeah. The yep. That, yeah, I saw that. The Podcast put puts it on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my only thing that I would say that I would have liked to have seen. Mm. But the question now is, I mean, they obviously we talked about in the in the post credit scene. You know, you see the light going off. Firehouse is back in, in possession. Um, you know, Winston obviously is around, so there's they'll they'll still don the outfits, I guess, if it's necessary. And Winston like, is, according in the now Ghostbusters canon, a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. so he could just fund it all. Yeah, well, that's why he's like he's funding Ray's yeah. bookstore. Um, I think they said there was some interview I read where they were talking about um, that he was somewhere, some way, some uh, uh, some way, somehow helping like Bankman, mm-hmm. and I think that's also how the farmhouse kept. Oh, okay. I think. I'm not 100% on that. Well, but... the secretary, what's her name? Janine Mills. Yes, Janine. When she, like, I'm here to give you the keys, and, and she she's like, there's no money. This house is worth absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look outside. You, you mean beside the sentimental value? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you at least put some pain out there? Right. I mean, <laughs> did you two get the, um, the other post credit scene where they were talking about those coins? It looked like a deleted scene from the so original Ghostbusters. It was, it was a it was a scene that was never put in the original movie yeah. that he decided to add to it. Oh, okay. That, that Jason went through with his father Ivan, and he said he wanted to add something. Because they wanted something besides just that commercial that they kept showing. Yeah. A conversation to really... Um, if I remember correctly in the interview or what they were talking about was, you know, they had like kind of like a love thing between Egon and Janine in the first one. In the second one, she started getting with Rick with Moranis. Moranis. Yeah, um, but you know, she always had a thing for him, and they never really explored yeah. that too much. And they never even say who her mother was. Our friends yeah. have the theory that it's Janine. That we just no one talked about it. Okay, we could see her and um, Spangler getting together. Oh yeah, 
I mean, she was stayed around him. Yeah. She's yeah. kept in contact with him. Um, but yeah, so I, I think they wanted to just kind of give number one a little bit screen time back to Egon, you know, for her, yeah. for Harold. Uh, but also, but the coins weren't mentioned in the original ones, and yeah, they were never mentioned I, again. So I'm gonna hopefully they'll come back in the second movie. But I just want to know the significance of the coins. Why? I mean, maybe it was just something that you know they just said, "Hey, this would be a good thing to add to it." Like they probably Could found be. the footage and said, "Hey," or it might be a call to something and a few a little foreshadowing or something. Yeah. I I do hope that they, as they carry it on, they have her brought back on. As the lead office assistant, because I just want to hear. We got one. I just want to hear. Come back in, Ghostbusters. What do you want? <laughs> I can't quit better jobs than this. <laughs> we should get her something with the petty cash. This magnificent little feast here represents the last of the petty cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chew your food. Yeah, yeah. slowly, chew. slowly, enjoy it. It's okay, Ray. Everyone has three mortgages. <laughs> You're never going to regret this, Ray. My parents left me that house. <laughs> For your information alone, the interest <laughs> comes to over like $53,000 or something. Some insane amount of money. Yeah. And, it's... and even for the 80s, like they weren't paying that off. No. No, no, no. 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 But no, I, I do. She would be fun to see. Yes. In that. Um, there was actually a little bit more Sigourney Weaver in the next one. I, I would like that. I think not much. I did like like she how was, subtle. It, well, yeah. we're we're watching the post credit scene and it says Anne Sigourney Weaver. I'm like, when the hell was she? And then it comes <laughs> up. <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was just timing or if they got a hold of her too late or if they just said. I mean, really, other than that, what like where would they really ever put her yeah. in that movie? Yeah. The way the movie was. Well, I'm not going. saying they should have. Um, I liked what they did with her in this movie. Yeah. It was a nice little throwback, a little yeah. nostalgia, and they're doing the the brain test from the first movie. But I mean, Sigourney Weaver, I see a little bit more. No, no, I wanted to see her too. Like I had heard she was going to be in it, so I assumed it was going to be at least at least enough screen time, like the other guys got. Like they got mm. some time on there. But then, when I after I watched the movie, I'm like, yeah, there really would have been no. Makes place sense place right. in this storyline for her to be. That, yeah. all, all of a sudden, she lands there. You yeah. know, her car breaks down outside yeah. of there in something. the middle of Oklahoma from New York. Right? Yeah. Should she be chasing Peter? You forgot uh, your keys again. You I'm chasing down a violin. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been. It, someone called me. I have a great idea. It would have been nice. <laughs> where like a long haul trucker was driving through town, and it was like a young kid, and then he's like. My name's Oscar. My mom lives in New York City. She was involved in some shit in the 80s. But I gotta hit the road. It was nice to meet you guys. <laughs> By like the way, it. I was temporarily, uh, you know, possessed shortly when I was a baby. Yeah. I got a real cool picture of it. You want to see it? Yeah. It's in the back. It's like nine feet tall. <laughs> no, but I, I do think, I hope that it continues. From what I've seen from the reviews and just from that, it's, it's been a success so yeah. far. Oh, yeah. I um, haven't read a bad thing about it. No. Um, but, yeah, and, and it seems to be making a good amount of money to where they say, hey, instead of doing reboots, let's mm-hmm. do this continuation. But my question is going to be, uh, I started saying earlier, it's like, all right, you have Winston, you have the guys, obviously they're going to put on the stuff if need be, but are they going to hire new people are the kids because i mean really at the end of the day you could be like yeah your kids did a good job here but you know we're not sending you to new york right yeah. at 16 years old 
to fight, you know, interdimensional demons, are they exactly. going to be like... But I mean, with Harold Raymond's gun and the granddaughter just being a super genius, you'd be like, do you want to come to the firehouse and help make right. all this stuff work again? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So are they going to maybe... And then, like, the, the brother like... is, like, a mechanic. He fixes up Ecto-1 all the time. Yeah. Which, by the way, they did a lot off-camera, so I was really upset. Like... Oh, gas from 30 years ago and the yeah. gas tank is still right. working? Yeah, it's fine, man. Well, when you talk <laughs> yeah, about him doing, you know, the drifting and all that stuff, yeah. I'm like, this car has been sitting there for 30 years. So yeah. my friends what do the like, tires look like? You know? just did all the work off camera. Right. It's fine. It's like, he did all the work off camera, but he forgot the one frayed wire going to the battery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised the little things you miss sometimes. <laughs> the thing was sticking out of the battery. You can't miss that. But I think, actually, I mean, so my theory would be, and I'm going to get your guys' opinions on it, so... What the next generation looks like started bringing it up. What do you think a little bit of it? So yeah, I do believe the granddaughter that the kids are going to be involved somewhat. Yeah, um, I think Paul Rudd is definitely going to. Oh, he's now be, a staple of the series. Be oh, a yeah. member, like he would be an actual one to go out and trap ghosts. I would actually think the mother, she doesn't have a job anyway. Yeah, and she's now seeing what her father was doing or got to see a little bit more of it. I think maybe they bring her into it, uh, into the mix of actual people fighting the ghosts. Yeah. I think the rest of them are going to basically retire or just be uh, creative consultants. You I know, think to their... Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are going to be off-camera consultants that they consult with. Yeah, Winston's just going to be funding everything. Yeah, yeah. and he'll he'll be on he'll be in the scenes every now and again, just like taking tours. Like you guys saw set, you need me to throw a couple more bills your yeah. way. What's up? He's basically the Tony Stark of the Ghostbusters yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah. Now. <laughs> well, I can see him telling us something. Like when I was doing this, we ate Chinese food once a week, and then we had to wait for something to happen. Right. <laughs> We got one, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but that's so. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe hiring on some new people, like you know, get. Some, I don't know. If hiring on new people, maybe one or two, but I think the core group that they have now is what we're going to. No, 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 that's what I mean. But I'm saying no. I mean, hire on. I don't mean like movie wise. Well, oh, okay. they would have to hire movie wise too. But I mean, like it would new be characters. Like, it would be like the Paul Rudd, the mom, as two of the Ghostbusters, yeah. and then they would bring like, in yeah, hire new people to be like, hey, we need a couple extra guys to don some of these things right until these kids are older yeah you know and then you'll always have the kids probably helping out you know, yeah to, well like i said the one kid could be a mechanic the other one could be fixing up the stuff because you know egon's dead or at you know do another plot twist on it where you know the the parents get captured like or, in this movie well no not, not possessed but like <laughs> they they go off they get you know like vigo mm. you know kind of like in the second one they they run up against something they can't they can't handle, and the kids have to come in and save the day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They could always be in the mix or like apprentices, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one, the one other girl, the love interest girl, well, she was a little bit older, so she could, she already proved that she could don it. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. liked her character. I thought she did really well. I just think it would be hard how they would transition that thought because you could, you could have the mother and the kids move out there. You can even have Paul Rudd move out there because if they start getting together, he'll probably just be willing to leave if. if to do that, he solved his seismologist problem. He but I doubt, yeah. But I doubt the sheriff of Oklahoma and the mother of podcast are going to let their kids move to New well, see, York. Yeah, so they would probably be. A movie is not like the entire life. She could just be in town saying hi to her old boyfriend, and then yeah. you know the Eiffel Tower blows up. Not Eiffel Tower, or um, or she finally Empire made State it building. out of town and went to NYU. Could be. Yep. Mm-hmm. She goes to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mom goes so to there college. Are ways. Yeah, your mom goes to college. <laughs> so that's kind of my theory. Do you have any other theories? On uh, no, I things? agree with most of that. I think the core group we have now is what we're going to see in the sequel. Um, Zedmore is going to have to fund everything. Kids are going to learn how to be Ghostbusters. I don't know if Mom and Paul Rudd are going to be the actual Ghostbusters, but I could definitely see that happening. But I, I would definitely think Paul Rudd would. Paul Rudd, he would like throw his hand up, like, "Yes, hire me. I, I will quit teaching. Ooh, pick yeah. me. Pick me." Yeah. <laughs> 
the There's mom, a steady I'm, paycheck involved. I'll believe whatever you say. Yep. <laughs> if they throw that back, if they give us back that line, I'm a happy man. <laughs> but um, the mom, I don't know, maybe a little. I don't see her suiting up. But I do see her in the movie. I see her trying to be a mom to kids who want to be real life Ghostbusters and have that in. Like, it's too dangerous. And they pull out the wand. Like, I don't care. Like, running into danger. <laughs> I think it, it would actually work a little bit better if the mom's really scared and the kids are in trouble. She has to pick up the proton pack and go save them. Um, but, yeah, um, basically what you said is what I agree with. We have the core group. The sequel is just going to expand on what we already have now. And they're probably not going to rely um, so much on the nostalgia feels because we got that in this movie. So this yeah. one is going to try and break away on its own. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be its own thing. Now. Yeah. It's going to take Outside the, of the 50% of what they built, the new stuff. Yeah. And that's what they're going to continue yeah. with. They're not going to have so much nostalgia in the next. No, movie. no, I know. When I wouldn't want there to be no. as much. I mean, as I would love it to still hold true, unless there was I mean, a dancing toaster. Yeah, <laughs> I want the dancing toaster is the best part about the sequel, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, there are a couple of things that they just have to do that's going to fire up the nostalgia vein in my body, like when the proton packs turn on, or if I see like the the ghost going like this with the red line. Did right. you see like the 1984 like animation they had at the end where they bought the two waves together? Yep. 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 Oh yeah, that was yeah. like the original animation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's stuff like you have to do that. Like I have to hear the proton pack turned on. Oh, like yeah. and I can't turn off the nostalgia nerve. Like that's just gonna happen. Yeah, you <laughs> have to have that god awful siren on the. <laughs> yeah. On the... yeah. <laughs> yep. You fixed up the hearse. <laughs> it's the only thing with an engine. <laughs> <laughs> And I like how in the original Dan Aykroyd was just a gearhead. He's like, tranny shot, the fluids are all flushed down. I'm not surprised it's still running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, in the beginning part of the movie, he's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's just like cranking on yep. that engine. He's going to get it working. Oh, yeah. Particle physicist, but he can fix a combustion engine as well. I don't know if he was a part of it. Egon was. I know he was a physicist. I don't think, I don't think, Ray was involved. He was a scientist, but I don't think he was a physicist. Ooh. I'm not 100%. I could be wrong. I know Egon definitely was, because he's actually the one. They never explained it, except for this movie, which I liked. Mm-hmm. But they never really explained who actually built the stuff. Yeah. You know, they, they just never really talked it. about it. Yeah, they talked about, like, the cost of it, and that, yeah. was, that was it. Yeah, because he's, like, you know, an unlicensed proton accelerator, nuclear accelerator on his back. Yeah. <laughs> but they never, in this one, okay, you get it. Okay, Egon built the stuff. Yeah. Because I, I don't see, like, Ray was more like the the, the paranormal believer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Egon believed in this stuff too, but he was more like. Bankman just wanted to make a buck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he had two degrees and PhDs <laughs> in parapsychology and psychology. Yeah. <laughs> what exactly is it you have your degree in? <laughs> Listen, Peck. <laughs> <laughs> and then Winston was just Winston. He yeah. was just a guy who showed up and. He aged really well too. Oh, compared to he was years. the only one that yeah. aged really. I mean, yeah. Dan Aykroyd not that bad, but mm. Bill Murray he's he's been on a steady decline. Yeah, but he's still awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. still Bill Murray. Um, um, what about you, Gavin? What do you think about the sequel? I I, I really liked it. Um, I think uh, I think something cool would be you know probably maybe even expanding on what you know Dan Aykroyd wanted to actually do in the first one. Like maybe they go they actually. Because they said after they defeated Gozer in the in the first movie, you know, like they were too good at their job and it started drying up. Mm-hmm. And like, well, maybe that's probably what's going to happen again because you know there there was thirty years from another you know ghost attack or yeah. sighting or whatever. So maybe they like go as they're doing research and like trying to th- worry about you know all right, well, 
how do we keep this from from coming here? Do we go there to fight or yeah, yeah. you know? Or maybe the mom gets kidnapped. The kids have to suit up and go save her in the next dimension. Yeah. We are filled with ideas. Jason Reitman, yes. call us. Yes. Oh, yes. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Bring us into Who the room. Who are you going to call? <laughs> us. <laughs> us. <laughs> I think, I, I, I'm, again, I hope, I'm confident, I hope it is going to go where it's going to go. It's going to continue. There's going to be more, more where that came from. Um, if the, all the same people stay involved, I mm. think it's going to stay on a steady upward yeah. track. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be. I mean, it could be huge. Yeah, could yeah. be the next John Wick franchise. Could be the next. I'll watch the shit out of that. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Keanu Reeves will be in it. Maybe he'll be. <laughs> I read an article where he wants to be involved in the MCU. Yes. Wait, I'm sorry, we're going back to the last yeah, episode. I'm sorry, yeah, we did it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> the three guys you listen to say, "Go see it." We have nothing but credibility. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. You've seen the movie Teeth, okay? We know what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. I have a proton pack. I've got more he than does. credibility. It lights up. <laughs> it lights up. It makes noise. <laughs> it makes sounds. It makes noise. It's awesome. Is it a loud noise? Because that prick in Oklahoma might have the copyright on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't dug any digging. <laughs> Do some digging, man. Uh, but yeah, no, I just, I again, overall, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, super excited. Who would you want to see if... if who would be the next group? Because we talked about like you when we were talking about the original what what it was supposed to be originally John Belushi and you know Eddie Murphy. If you could have a new foursome of Ghostbusters, what would be your combo? Hmm. Well, I think at this point I have to Keanu Reeves. He's one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. I would I would like to see. Eddie Murphy in there. I just wanna, yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what that what that, that would have really looked what like. What kind of character he would bring into that? Because it definitely would have been a louder Winston. Yes, yes, with a lot more lines. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would actually be great as a Winston partner, but plays a little more quirky. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah. Could you imagine yes. Kevin Hart oh, battling oh. ghosts? Oh my god! <laughs> like him getting chased out, like he comes out with a prototype bigger than he is. First off, I'm gonna tell you, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. I don't know what ghost is. I don't know why I'm even here. I just heard a paycheck, so I'm coming in. Second off, I see what you're wearing on your back. It's cool. I want to wear it. <laughs> Third off, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do have a good pick. I think in my mind. Okay, but not on this actor now. This now he's been retired for a few years. He's kind of frumpy. He's little out of shape, but back in like the late 80s, early 90s where he was at his prime, I think Richard Dean Anderson would have been in like a great Bill Murray character. Okay. I could see that. Okay. Alright. And you're like, oh, for crying out loud, just go fix this thing. Let's go catch the ghost. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep in like, only because of what I would like to see. Uh, just, I know it's a little cheating, but because I've now already seen his character in this movie, like I, I would like to keep Paul Rudd in that lineup. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not leaving. I, I, I think will physically I think fight you. If you I would put. Him. I would put. I would put Kevin Hart in there. I could see it, but um, I actually like Eddie Murphy a little bit more. I would like Only to see Eddie Murphy, but I've don't seeing Eddie Murphy now. I don't see him being the same person. Well, if like, I'm reversing RDA, we could reverse um, okay. Eddie Murphy. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I'm Benjamin Buttoning Richard Dean Anderson, we could do that. Well, we to Eddie have Murphy. our own dream team, so you still get Eddie Murphy with him. Yeah, yeah. And me, you get Kevin Hart. <laughs> um, I have RDA, Eddie Murphy. You have Eddie Murphy. You have Kevin Hart and Paul Rudd. Paul you know Rudd. what? I'm throwing Paul Rudd into mine too. I yep. can't say no to that. I, I'd uh, I'd like Carl Urban in there. Yeah, I think he'd okay. be like a cool kind of. He could be almost the new Egon because he has that stoic quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. Mm, I don't hate that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who my other two would be. It's like, ah, oh, jeez. It's like, who, who would I want in my Ghostbusters right? team? Who would I want in my Rasta? Let's see. This yeah. is tough. We might have to do another spot. episode called Who Would You Want to Have in Your Ghostbusters? <laughs> Who would you want and it's nothing but dead silence and one of us know, will just right? yell out a name every 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy, yes! <laughs> Indeed! <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of like like the younger generation, our, our, our generation, you know, people. Uh, our. Generation. It's not your You're six years younger than me. <laughs> Don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch a movie. <laughs> oh, you give me a list of fifty at this point. God, I'm just trying to think. Like, I'm like trying to think of like what, like what the big. The well, see, big that's that's how you lately. know a movie is good. Oh, I have my four. When, I forgot I already mentioned Keanu Reeves. Okay, so I have Keanu Reeves, Eddie Murphy, younger uh, RDA, and Paul Rudd. Okay, all right. I don't hate that lineup. No, I don't hate it. I'm just trying to figure out what mine is going to be now. I bring right. up the question. I can't figure it out, damn it. Although, I do feel a little bad. I'm not being very inclusive to the opposite gender. Like, that, that's a total sausage party. I think I should yeah. set up a little bit. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, we don't have to. It's not like. I'm not going to where I'm like yeah. obeying the rules to make everybody happy because someone might have a feeling about this. I don't care. <laughs> if I want to bring a this woman. This is my lineup and yeah. it's mine. <laughs> if I want to bring a woman, if I want to bring an Asian, if I want to bring. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Who brought race bring. into this? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you brought race into it. No, I said gender. I'm saying we don't have to affect feelings in any kind. I'm not worried about anybody's feelings right this second. Well, I'm constantly well, worried fine. about both of yours. Fine, I, I'll take someone gender neutral. Slimer's in mine now. Slimer's, Slimer's a Solid choice. Slimer's like, I can't fault that. <laughs> Non-binary Slimer. Yeah. Non-binary Slimer. <laughs> Jesus. Hell, God you can even my... throw Gozer in there. They're like, actually, technically, Gozer's not even a man yeah. or a woman. It's whatever it wants to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, flat top. That, that was the beginning to this to this world that we're in now. <laughs> that one line. It's whatever. I thought Gozer was a man. It's whatever it wants to be. It's whatever it wants to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, now that's what everybody thinks. I'm gonna call. They're not non-binaries. They're Gozers. Yeah. I'm not gonna call non-binary people. We gotta name them Gozers. Gozer the Gozerian. I think the LGBTQ plus community is gonna have a war with us. Yeah, that's fine. Calling with me. people Gozers. Bring it on. I got a proton pack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's we'll see how well that works for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even thinking like my team is being like for like tough. I'm just thinking like just what would be funny together. Yeah, I can see like almost like Seth Rogen in my group. Well, I mean, if we were going for toughness, it would be Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator, <laughs> The Rock, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando, <laughs> Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> and Vin Diesel. Like, just go beat, go punch ghosts. Yeah, That's what I go. want you to go do. Hi, I am here. I hear you have a ghost problem. <laughs> get out, get out of here. Get out of here now. <laughs> ghost of the Gazette. Get out of here. <laughs> you told me crossing the streams was bad. <laughs> but in my lineup, there are two of them. So it's yeah, Arnold yeah. arguing with Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> be like, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, we're getting we're getting close to the end of time. So lineup, we got your lineup. You got my lineup, and I'm thinking I'm gonna ju- I'm just gonna go easy with this. I'm just gonna go Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Kevin Hart. I need a fourth one now. Still, uh, I'm trying to think of who would be good. Kevin, who are yours? Snaps, uh, well, so I've got Jonah Aaron. Hill. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. All right. Okay, so so you're bringing back This Is The End now. Yeah, <laughs> Fine, I'll take Danny McBride. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You have Danny McBride, yes. Slimer, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, and uh, uh, Carl, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. There we go. All right, All right I know so, we're running out of time, but yes. I just want to bring up one more scene that we didn't you talk bring about. Up, what Towards the end of the fight where all the mini marshmallow, Stay Puft Marshmallow Men were swarming the back of the... Ecto? Yeah. And the kid's like, I got my own problems. And then he learns that the uh, PKAE meter turns into a taser and he starts popping him. I thought that was the most. He's like, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like covered in marshmallows. Yeah, that's why it comes out so covered. Yep. <laughs> that was awesome. No, I did enjoy that. I mean, the whole, like said again, great yeah. movie, great movie. Our, Our official review. Fantastic movie. Go see this movie. Yes, yes. Go see it. Go see it now. Honestly, I really hope you've seen it by this movie. Movie talks chills. Spoiled seal of approval. Shit out of yes. <laughs> Actually, you don't even have to go watch a movie. Just listen to the podcast. Yep. <laughs> we hit all the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Just picture it in your head. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you will. You also have to go watch Stranger Things to know about the kid we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Go watch Ant-Man to know who Paul Rudd is. Which they played Ghostbusters in one of the episodes of Stranger Things. Too. And the That's season one they dressed up as Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, man. So that is all the time we have for this week. Thank you all for joining us talking ghosts and ghost busting. Again, as Patrick said many times, go see the movie. It's really, really good. Uh, and if you don't, uh, we're going to be mad. Yeah. If we get mad at you, then who are you going to call? Nobody. Not us. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Us. Somebody, somebody else. <laughs> and also, if we get mad, we just drink and we don't talk to you. Yeah, basically. We just yeah drink, get sad, and wallow in ourselves. Trust but, me, I've made them sad and angry at the same time. They just stop talking. I'm going to sick muncher on them. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's all we have for this week. For Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrano. I'm Gavin Butts. And I am Patrick the Gozerian Wall. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, until next time, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul the Rock.